All right, Psalm 1611. You will show me the way of life, granting me the joy of your presence and the pleasures of living with you forever. You will show me the way of life, granting me the joy of your presence and the pleasures of living with you forever. As I uh, like to do in the summer, I have a whimsical title today. I'm going to call this jaw-dropping. Jaw-dropping. So lately, um, we've, uh, I had one message called pool time. And one called joy as strength. And we talked about resting in your salvation. And if you missed any of those, please uh, access them. Listen to them on our website or through iTunes. Uh, these are what I believe very important messages uh, for you personally, uh, but they are also very important messages for what we uh, have deemed to be our identity as a church, what we want to look like, smell like, act like, have people think of us as. This is, it, it's both. So it's really uh, important. Um, I like this uh, this title, jaw-dropping. So this uh, this past week, the Euro... Um, European soccer tournament that's going on, um, I was invited by some uh, local uh, bartenders and restaurant people to come and watch the Italy match. Um, and Daniela's was uh, hosting it. They moved from here to a little bit further down the street, a bigger location. And I was expecting like, you know, a little TV set up inside the restaurant. And um, But I got there and there was like five TVs, including one outdoors and all these chairs. And there was a spread of Italian fresh Italian pastries that were jaw-dropping. Y'all know my problem with food. I mean, jaw-dropping, right? You know that I like to talk about food. And the principle that I want to talk about today is praise. Why do we praise anything? Why do we say, this is good? Well, there's a couple of different reasons. One, it's a reflection of at least a moment of inner health. It's a completion of when we enjoy something. There's actually an instinct in the human, and people express it in different ways, but there's an instinct in us that our joy in something, uh, music, um, a song, uh, food, poetry, a book, um, whatever, our enjoyment is actually made complete when we express it, when we talk about it. And, and C.S. Lewis in his book on the Reflections on the Psalms talks about this, and it, it's just a, it's a wonderful part of the human experience. But another aspect of why we praise things is because we are communicating to someone else, hey, look, this is good, and, 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 and you need to check it out, or you'll miss out on something, Right? That's a part of what's going on on the inside of us when we praise something. And I want to talk specifically about how and why we should praise our God. Psalm 33, 1 through 5 says this. We won't turn there for time today. Let the godly sing for joy to the Lord. It is fitting for the pure to praise Him. It means it's the right thing for us to do. It's the right thing for us to do. Praise the Lord with melodies on the lyre. Make music for him on the ten-string harp. Reminiscent of Psalm 150 we read earlier. Sing a new song of praise to him. Not just the old stuff. Sing a new song of praise to him. Play skillfully on the harp, we try. And sing with joy. For the word of the Lord holds true and we can trust everything he does. 
He loves whatever is just and good. The unfailing love of the Lord fills the earth. Different than some of our earthly fathers, God does everything He should. He's faithful. Faithful, faithful, faithful. His love endures forever. For the first time in our church's history, I'm wearing a golf shirt. As my personal comment to my father, who loves golf. So I'm, I'm blessed I can talk about Father's Day because the wounds in my life did not come from my father. When, 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 when the scripture speaks of a God who is a father who is faithful, I get that. My dad has never been anything but faithful in my lifetime. But not everybody does. And sometimes we struggle to praise because we've not received complete healing. We haven't let healing go all the way down. A part of what I want to talk to you about today is this transition from something going from in your head to in your heart. When we struggle, we struggle because we are not having a personal experience with God that is complete. When I ask you to go through the purple book, when I ask you to go through life's healing choices, the reasons for that is because I know that though they are simple, they will help you bring that experience to be complete and personal. I pray for you. I hear you, your pains, your struggles. And when I speak, I speak with purpose for your benefit. For your benefit. I don't choose casually the things that I recommend. I choose them carefully. There's no end to the books and media and stuff that's available today. But where is that personal interaction with God? Because what I see is when we have that personal interaction with God, when we dig deeper, our joy bubbles up. Our healing can be complete. C.S. Lewis wrote this, I think we delight to praise what we enjoy because the praise not merely expresses but completes the enjoyment. It is its appointed consummation. It is not out of compliment that lovers keep on telling one another how beautiful they are. The delight is incomplete until it is expressed. This is so even when our expressions are inadequate, as of course they usually are. But how if one could really and fully praise even such things to perfection, utterly get out in poetry or music or paint the upsurge of appreciation, which almost bursts you? Then indeed the object would be fully appreciated and our delight would have attained perfect development. We cannot merely believe in our minds that He is loving or wise or great. We must praise Him for those things and praise Him to others. If we are to move beyond abstract knowledge to heart-changing engagement. See, it's easy for us to check the God box in our minds and have only a partial relationship with Him in truth. Praise is this inner health made audible. It's, 
It's the type, the only type of prayer that develops our love for God. Augustine taught that all people seek happiness and they attach themselves to things they believe will make them happy. The attachment is experienced as love. The main human problem, however, is that because of sin, we misidentify what will make us happy. It's what I would like to call a love disorder. Maybe it's time for you to ask yourself, do you have a love disorder? It's so easy to be distracted in life and to enjoy other things which God has designed for us to enjoy, but to enjoy them to excess. There's a reason that drunkenness is a sin. Excess is not your friend. Uh, Let me go back to love disorder and explain it like this. If a man loves making money more than doing justice, he will exploit his workers and employees. If he loves his career more than his children, his family relationships will break down. If you love anything at all in this world more than God, you will crush that object under the weight of your expectations and it will eventually break your heart. Oh, like Peter, I want to pray, God, let nothing take your place in my heart. That's why I think we need to ask these questions. What do you value most? See, we can answer that with our head first and quick and then start thinking about lunch. Maybe, maybe I have a problem. We can, right? We can, we can answer that question quickly. We've, we've, we've logged our time in church, right? Yeah, of course, I value God the most. Do you? If we opened up, we logged onto your bank account. If we opened up your schedule, those are the things that show us what you value most. Oh, oops, I did it again. I went and got real. What do you value most? In your heart, your affections. What fires your affections? What fuels your passions? Whether you're stoic like my dad, or people are checking for a heartbeat, or passionate like my mom, or everybody knows how you feel about everything. Either way, what fuels your passions? What, what do you love the most? I think we've got to ask these questions that are on the screen to help us praise. What is God? What is God? Nothing tells us more about who you are than what you believe about God. What is God like? What have you learned about God? What do you believe about God? What does the scripture say about God? Then how should we respond to those things? Are we enjoying God? We are what captures our imagination, what leads us to praise and to compel others to praise it. Our inordinate anger, anxiety, and discouragement result from disordered loves. Our relational problems result from disordered loves and our social and cultural problems as well. Because of the sin in our heart makes us desperate to control our lives and live the way we want. I'm going to be real. We want to control our lives and live the way we want. 
Because of that, we cannot acknowledge the magnitude and scope of what we owe Him. We're never as thankful as we should be. When good things come to us, we do everything possible to tell ourselves we accomplished that or at least deserve it. We take the credit, and when our lives are simply going along pretty smoothly and without a lot of difficulties, we don't live in quite amazed, thankful consciousness of it. In the end, we not only rob God of the glory due Him, but... The assumption that we are keeping our lives going robs us of the joy and relief that constant gratitude to an all-powerful God brings. I don't know anyone in this room who couldn't use more joy. I want to be clear, we as a church believe in joy. It should be how we smell. It should be what people expect when they walk in this room. How I had to ask myself this question once when I was just perpetually ticked off every day. A couple weeks ago, I talked about this, the journey in my life that brought me to a place of every day expecting something that's bad. If you didn't hear the message, um, strength is joy, please do. I share a part of my story I've never shared before. Listen, I woke up every day expecting for everything to be bad. When I was surprised by joy, my life was changed. When people walk into this room, I had to ask myself, how good does God need to be for me to be happy? Hey, everybody in this room has something to be unhappy about. I get it. And I'm not trivializing any of that, the big or the small. But we will remain childish. We will not grow up if we don't stop and ask ourselves, how good does God need to be for me to be happy? So here's what I love. The healthy approach to this is that the good things, the little and the big, can be like a ray of sunshine, a bolt where I can stop and say, how good of God to bring me this? Which is what I had to do Now, I had to stop myself from eating too many of those Italian pastries, but I had to say, how much, these Italian, uh, there was more Italian spoken at this thing than English, by the way. They're looking at me, and I'm just lit up with joy like a Christmas tree. (laughs) And on the inside, I'm thinking, how good of God to bring me this? See, that's a healthy approach. But if I were to put the weight of making me happy on the pastries, they would fail me. I would crush them. (laughs) I want to give you a tool before we leave. Is that okay? Prayer moves from a grounding in God's nature, why we can ask, right? Because of who He is. It's who He is. It's who He is, right? To the petition what we want, to the aspiration, what we will do with it if we get it. Let me give you a rewriting of an ancient Christian prayer today before we close, okay? It starts with, and this is a prayer specifically for coming to the communion table. This is a pattern that can be really helpful for you. Uh, Before I do that, let me read one more thing. God's perfections are matchless and without comparison. God is a creator God, the maker, protector, sustainer, 
and ruler of all creation. He's a God of truth, a speaking God with whom we may have a personal relationship. He is the covenant God who is faithful to his promises, has bound himself to us that we might bind ourselves to him. The triune God, the one and yet three, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. He is not only our king, but our friend and our spouse. Our hearts were made for him to be our only joy. So here's a prayer with a pattern that you can use where you can write your own prayers with this pattern and they will help unlock more joy in your life. You can take any truth you've learned about God in the scripture, any truth, and use this pattern to pray it to increase your joy level. How many would like more joy? Okay. The address, a name of God, Almighty God, what you might know as El Shaddai. Almighty God, El Shaddai. The doctrine, a truth about God's nature that is the basis for the prayer. Almighty God, unto whom all hearts are open, all desires are known, and from whom no secrets are hid. The petition, what is being asked for. Almighty God, unto whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of thy Holy Spirit. The aspiration, what good result will come if the request is granted? That we may perfectly love Thee and worthily magnify Thy holy name. In Jesus' name, we finish the prayer in Jesus' name. This remembers the mediatorial role of Jesus. Jesus is our mediator. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, amen. Let me give you the prayer as one piece so that you can see it together. Almighty God, unto whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of thy Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love thee and worthily magnify thy holy name through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. So what do we do? Reorder your loves. If you feel that today, stop. Reorder your loves. What should you love and in what order? For me, it's God, Rebecca, the kids, and then the rest. Right? Reorder your loves. Then investigate. Test this. Check it out. Is God worthy of love? Go search it out. Put some effort into it. Search it out. Investigate Him. Read up. Why? Why on earth should we praise Him? Investigate it. Then list the good stuff. By the way, this works with appreciating your spouse or friend or neighbor or other people. List the good stuff. Thank Him. And tell someone. Tell someone else that God is good. Tell, let's start easy, the people in this room. And then we can go from there. Does that sound good? So I want to go back to this pattern because I want you to get this tool. Because you can, this, I'm telling you, this works. It will increase your joy level. You can take any truth about God and follow this pattern. I think this explanation is maybe the easiest. Prayer moves from a grounding in God's nature, why we can ask Him. So pick anything in His nature. God the healer, God the provider, God my banner, God my protector, right? Why we can ask. 
start from there, from a grounding in God's nature, to the petition, what we want, to the aspiration, what we will do if we get it. Finishing in Jesus' name. The address, the doctrine, the petition, the aspiration, in Jesus' name. So let's stand and close with this prayer this morning. Almighty God, unto whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of Thy Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love Thee, worthily magnify Thy holy name, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. God, I thank You that joy is possible, that when we choose to praise You, we are in a better place. I thank you for it. We pray your healing touch on all those that we've mentioned. Lord, on Erica, on Chris, on others. Lord, do your healing miracles. Help us to be aware of your presence. Bless this week, we ask. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Grace and peace to you. Thank you for being here today. Have a good day. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers.